Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring Ohio State golfer. We have Maxwell Moldovan on. Max, welcome, man. Hey Dylan, thanks for having me. Excited Absolutely. to do this. Absolutely. I know we've been trying to get it scheduled here and, um, you know, our, we kind of didn't have times lining up right, but hey, we got it in. So, you know, just really pumped to kind of hear your story and have the listeners listen to it as well. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, how have things been lately? Are you back at school now? I know you're probably trying to, you know, getting back into kind of the grind and everything for golf and everything like that, but have you been okay lately? Yeah, been doing well. Um, yeah. Had a good winter, went home for a few days, traveled a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Arizona for the Patriot All-America event. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Got to do a Grand Canyon hiking trip with my girlfriend. There so that you was go. A cool experience. And then, yeah, I got back to school um, just over a week ago. We started classes. And uh, right now I'm just <clears throat> getting into the settling into things with classes and getting ready for the Jones Cup here in a couple of weeks. Absolutely, man. That's super exciting stuff there. Um, well, we'll get straight into the first question here. Where are you from and how did you get into the game of golf? So I'm from Uniontown, Ohio, which <laughs> is a small town between Akron and Canton, mm-hmm. uh, Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Um, got into the game at a really young age. Um, my dad, he played college golf. Oh, uh, awesome. At Kent State. And yeah. he's a golf instructor now. So he got me, you know, he put a club in my hand at a young age and um, played a lot with him and my mom growing up. Yeah. Um, we live on a golf course, Ohio Prestwick Country Club. Oh, yeah. And so I've had, you know, a great blessing opportunity to to play golf every day in my backyard pretty much. And, um, yeah, got uh, got started early, played my first tournament at age seven. And Yeah, that's uh, early. Been nonstop ever since. Absolutely. I mean, you got dialed in pretty early. That's that's kind of, you know, the way to go about it, um, especially your first tournament being, you know, seven years old. That that's yeah. the that's probably I think that's got to be the youngest I've heard so far. Um, okay. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, though, to kind of start off that early, especially to have kind of golf through, you know, around you your whole life, especially with your parents and everything. Um, I mean, kind of just talk about your high school days a little bit, you know, where'd you play high school at? You know, what what kind of scores were you shooting in high school? What kind of player were you really early on? Yeah, so uh, I went to Green High School, um, yeah, yeah. public high school, pretty good size, mm-hmm. um, right in my hometown, and um, we had a really good high school team um, growing up. They, you know, they had a good team before I got in, and then when I was a freshman, uh, we made it to the state championship awesome. that, first, that first year as a team. And Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, so I got off to a really good start with high school golf. I uh I won my first high school tournament. There you go. I played in with a one under par round. And I think, All right. I think that was the only under par 18 round, 18 hole round I shot that year. Uh-huh. Uh, but still um, played pretty well that whole season and just kind of got settled in with some good teammates around me. And yeah. uh, from there, uh, we made it to States again with pretty much the same team my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd kind of hit a little bit of a growth spurt like eighth grade freshman year and gotcha. started hitting the ball a little bit further sophomore year and um, won the state championship individually. Awesome. Um, Jeez. Sophomore year and uh, team finished third. So that was a really good confidence thing for me. Um, yeah. 
and then junior year uh, team lost a couple of our seniors and mm-hmm. um, I made it as an individual and co-medaled that year with one of my current teammates Jackson Chandler oh awesome that's funny uh, so yeah that was really cool and uh, senior year played pretty well again but came up a couple sh- shots short to another one of my current teammates Tyler Grooms oh my gosh uh, wow he won it that year so awesome. yeah, high school golf was a lot of fun for me and um, had a really good group of teammates some guys that I'm really yeah. close with still today and probably will be for a long time and um, some great coaches too who made it a lot of fun for us and actually my senior year high mm-hmm. school coach is my now girlfriend's dad oh hey there you so go you probably all right. don't hear that very often no but, no not at all but um, yeah have a yeah. really good have a really good relationship with him he uh caddied for me in the western am the last couple of years so awesome. um awesome. so yeah he knows my game pretty well and he's good to have you know a phone call away if i ever need a caddy or yeah to go play golf with so it's really cool absolutely and i'm sure you know he, he'll find you if something ever happens <laughs> But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's great. Like, seems like, you know, you were able to have, you know, a pretty good high school team, you know, a lot of people, you know, that's not yeah. their main, that's not really like the main focus for most people in high school. They just kind of mm-hmm. go to play just to, you know, just have fun or whatever, but it's nice that you had a really serious team because I mean, I'm sure that kind of helped you, you know, kind of prepare for what college golf was going to be like as well and, and competing against people at that age. Cause I mean, I know some, I've had numerous people where they've, you know, been in high school golf and it was just kind of, and eh, whatever, people don't really care as much as maybe the number one or two yeah. players do. Um, but that's great that you're able to have, you know, have those experiences in high school. Um, I'm sure you played in tournaments outside of high school as well. I know you've had a pretty successful career on, with AJGAs and stuff. Um, kind of when did you make the transition from, you know, the, the junior tournaments that you were playing earlier on to those higher level, you know, amateur and AJGA events? Yeah. So I started, uh, my first tournament when I was seven was a uh-huh. U.S. Kids local okay, tour. Yeah. Event. And, yeah. Um, my dad caddied for me and pretty much all of those and um, just nine holes to start when I was like seven, eight, nine, and then started playing 18 around age 10. But that's pretty much all I played mm-hmm. at that really young age was the yeah. U.S. Kids local tour. I thought uh-huh. it was really good. We got to play some good courses and it was pretty competitive. So that was awesome. But um, and then kind of. um played that and the North Coast Junior Tour was another local one I played at like age 11, 12. Gotcha. Uh, Northeast, Northeast Ohio thing was mm-hmm. really good too. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of transitioned into golf week, uh, more of a regional thing. Gotcha. Uh, like Midwest, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana type of tour. Okay. Uh, played in some of those probably around age 12 or 13. And then my play in those helped me get into some AJGAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So cool story with my first AJGA actually yeah let's hear it 2016 Mill Creek uh Foundation Junior All-Star in Youngstown Ohio okay didn't sign up in time so they put me in the qualifier oh wow plenty of of stars to get into the tournament Uh but they put me in the qualifier because I was late uh made a bogey on my last hole to get the last spot in the tournament and then won it all right there you go you went from almost missing it to winning it yeah, so that was, you know, that week kind of got me to be able to play in a lot of AJGA events, and right. I didn't play a ton when I was like 14 and 15, but mm-hmm. uh, 
and I played some golf weeks in that time too. Those were kind of the two tours I played junior golf wise, uh-huh. in addition to high school golf, which was like I just talked about. High school golf was a big thing for me, and Ohio high school golf is really competitive, so that was good to have too. But um, but yeah, age sixteen, I kind of got into um a little bit more competitive with the AJGA events and yeah, yeah. planning more of them throughout the year, playing in um some of the bigger ones. Um, and yeah, so kind of that, that age is when I kind of transitioned to the bigger events around 15, 16, 17, and, yeah. um, started playing some amateur golf events, mm-hmm. uh, starting with the Ohio Am State mm-hmm. Am, yeah. um, around that age too, 16, 17. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story with junior golf. Absolutely. When it's nice to have, you know, playing in all those different kinds of events, because, um, you know, there's always I I had, you know, a couple people on and they always like the biggest thing they want to try and do or work on before they go to college golf is trying to play that kind of big time golf. And Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're really wanting to compete against the best players, you know, in in the world, because people travel from all over the world to go play in those AJGA events, um, you know, that's nice that you're able to kind of get into those events and then you know once you took them a little more serious and that's awesome you want i mean your first ajga event to you know make a bogey on the last hole to get in the event and then you win the freaking thing so i mean that's pretty awesome um you know you've had you had i just have some you know junior career here stats with uh you you were the 2019 first team rolex junior all-american um 2019 ajga player of the year that's you know that's pretty awesome there three-time ajga career champion um, advanced to the second round of the of um of match play in the USAM, which is something I want to kind of talk about as well. Um, I mean, you played in all these high level events. You also were a member of the victorious 2019 um, U.S. Junior Presidents Cup team. Um, I mean, that that's pretty amazing stuff there. To even to even just be on that team, the Junior Presidents Cup team. Um, and to have that success on AJ in AJGA is, I mean, that's huge if you want to play college golf and you want to play at a, you know, high level program. Um, but the two tournaments that, that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit were that 2019 USAM and the junior presence cup. Yeah. Um, we'll start with the 2019 USAM cause that one, um, I think that one happened before the junior presence cup. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of talk about that week a little bit. I mean, I know it was at Pinehurst. It had a, you know, a tremendous field in there. Um, they always do. Um, just what was it like to be on the grounds there at Pinehurst and qualify for USAM like that? It was incredible. That's, um, you know, when people ask me my favorite golf tournament, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say anything other than the USAM. Yeah. Um, the Jones Cup's up there too, but USAM is as good as it gets. And that year particularly um, had a had a pretty good summer um, coming in. Mm-hmm. I uh, won the Ohio State Am that year. Yeah. Um, a, a few weeks before the qualifier for the USAM, and gotcha. Had a lot of confidence going in, and um, played real well in the qualifier and got in. And Pinehurst has been a special place for me and my family. Absolutely. Um, you know, I played all the U.S. Kids Junior Worlds growing up there. I think I played at least three of those. So, uh-huh. um, you know, we always enjoy traveling to Pinehurst and um, to get to play in my first. Bit. like I played the U.S. Junior that same summer but uh-huh. my first USAM at Pinehurst was really cool and um and yeah I played I played real well that week I had um a guy I like to call my caddy um 
one of my best friends from growing up. Uh, he caddied for me that week, and mm-hmm. yeah. he still caddies for me a lot. Um, That's awesome, man. Yeah. When he can now, and the goal is to hopefully have him caddy for me at the professional level too. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, but that was kind of our first real big event together, and um, played pretty well in stroke play. Mm-hmm. Funny story, actually, with stroke play. So my dad. I played in the morning the second day of stroke play. Um, was in decent shape after gotcha. the first day. I played Piners number two first. So uh-huh. yeah. I was a few shots out of the cut line just because two's a lot harder than four. Right. Um, but I played pretty well on four that second day. And I'm coming up 18. I have like 12 feet for birdie. I'm walking up to the green and I hadn't checked scoring or anything. Uh-huh. And I asked my dad walking up to the green, I'm like, do I need that? Uh-huh. Do I need to make that putt. And he's like, well, if you want to sleep longer, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, I'm in. I just need to cozy it down there, not three putt or anything. Uh-huh. So of course, I I lag it down there, lip it out, tap in for par, and gotcha. And then I go check scoring after I finish, and I'm like t ninety something. Oh my gosh! And I I am fired up. I'm like, Dad, why would you tell me I don't need that? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it, whatever. But uh-huh. I guess just from his experience playing the game at a high level, he knew. Piners number two and number four, how hard they were playing that week. Right. Like I was going to end up by the end of the day within mm-hmm. it. And I did. I made it by a shot. There you into, go. Into match play. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> and I had a lot of match play experience that year. Um, yeah. A couple good matches at the U.S. Junior kind of prepped me for mm-hmm. the USAM and um, Drew Stewart Hagestad. Yeah. In the, in the first round, round of 64. And yeah. Um, that was just really cool to be one of the younger guys in the field going up against probably the most established guy in that field. Absolutely. Uh, low am at the masters a couple of years prior, but mm-hmm. he was, it was a lot of fun playing against him. He was a true competitor, but also got to enjoy talking to him some and yeah. um, was able to beat him that day. Dad took him down. That's a huge win, <laughs> man. That's a huge win. Thanks. Um, yeah, that was, that was a really fun match. And, I had a lot of confidence going after I took him down because I'm thinking if I can beat him mm-hmm. then there's a lot of guys in this field that I can beat. Right. Um, and I got, got Andy Ogletree in the round of 32. Yeah. And had an awesome match with him. I think we were both either even or one over. Yep. Um, after 18 holes and um, kind of back and forth when we were on, I was one up through 12 mm-hmm. and the finishing stretch at Piners number two is no joke. I mean, mm-hmm. it's real hard. Yeah, I told I told my buddy Jake that was caddy, and I was like, if we can just make six pars coming in, I think it'd be good. great. Yeah, and I made six pars. Andy made like a thirty-five footer for birdie on fourteen to tie the match. Oh my gosh! And then we went to extras, and um, I was kind of in between clubs and went with the lower one, and mm-hmm. didn't make as good of a swing as I would like to, and end up making bogey to lose the match. But yeah, um, and that's cool. Yeah, at the time it was it was really frustrating because I'm thinking, man, this could have been a life-changing week, like Mm -hmm. with everything that comes with finishing way up there at the USAM. Right. Right. I felt like I could have that week, the way things were going. Um, Mm -hmm. So to come up short there at the end was really difficult at the time and didn't make a lot of sense, but yeah, as the week went on and watched Andy end up going on to win and at least you lost to the guy that won I mean (laughs) yeah and I knew that I was the only time he had to play 18 Mm -hmm. in in match play Um, yeah so that was just big for my confidence and as a whole like knowing that you know I came as close as anybody absolutely uh, taking him down and 
Um, but yeah, that week was, was really good. It was, like I said, really difficult at the time, but mm-hmm. um, I'm always of the belief, you know, I'm big into my faith and I'm always of the belief that, you know, God's plan might not always make sense at the time, but eventually mm-hmm. it will. And yeah, I can definitely say now looking back on that USAM week, I've, I've learned a lot and gained a lot of confidence from it. So absolutely for that week. Absolutely. I mean, to take down anybody, you know, of the caliber of Stuart Hagestad, I mean, considering, like you said, he's probably the most established player in the field. Um, I mean, and then to give Andy Ogletree a run, you know, going into 19 holes. I mean, any match that goes into 19 holes is going to be a good match. Um, you know, it might not have worked out in your favor, but I mean, that's golf at the end of the day. And, um, I mean, it's just, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And I mean, you came out of the week with a lot of confidence and you hadn't even started college golf yet. I mean, it's kind of crazy, um, you know, to kind of go into college golf with that. And then immediately, you know, following the USM, you played it in the junior presence cup, which is another huge event to be selected for. Um, You know, what did it mean to represent the U S and play alongside some of the best junior golfers in the world? I was, it was really, really awesome. I mean, it was nothing like I'd ever experienced. I mean, you represent your high school and that's a big mm-hmm. deal, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, when you, when you go to a junior president's cup and you know, you're the only guys on the course before the president's cup. Right. Um, and you're really basically part of that event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredible. I mean, that, that week, you know, we had a lot of guys on our team that week that I had become closer with. Yeah. And gotten to know better as I kind of got towards the elite side of junior golf tournaments growing up and right. Um, still guys that I talk to this day and um, enjoy competing with, but we had, we had an awesome team and Justin Leonard was our captain that week. So yep. kind of, yeah. kind of hang out with him, pick his brain a little bit and um, just experience that week with, you know, one of the better players of all time mm-hmm. uh, kind of hanging out with us was, really awesome um so yeah that's a, that's a memory that'll last forever yeah I mean I'm sure just everybody that you played alongside with on your team I mean now you guys are competing against each other in college golf I'm sure it's it's probably got to be really cool to see how you go from the junior golf days you know competing with you know these elite players and then playing on a team like this and then playing against them in college golf and then after this to play with them you know in professional golf I'm sure as well you know, it's kind of really cool to kind of see all you guys and, you know, just kind of evolve and become, you know, the people and golfers that, you know, that you are today and you're going to be after college golf. Um, and especially, I'm sure to meet all the guys that were playing the Presence Cup that year was something really special too, to kind of, um, you know, like you said, you're, you're the only people before the actual Presence Cup is being played. And then, um, you know, to have a captain like that and everything, that's got to be amazing stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. We got to we got to walk inside the ropes during mm-hmm. their, during the, the pros practice round and yeah, um, talk to them here and there and just kind of watch how they prepare for events and, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and just see how much it means to them to represent the U S as well. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun and our team winning the Pre- junior president's cup that year was really made it even better. So yeah, it was, it was absolutely. Really Absolutely. I mean, that's got to be a great feeling too. Um, It's it's just amazing stuff. And those experiences are going to make you a better golfer, you know, whenever you go through any, any sort of experiences like that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, like I said, this is all before you had even started college golf. Um, you know, I'm sure you started the recruiting process, you know, well before these tournaments. Um, I just kind of want to hear about, you know, how did you go about the recruiting process? Did, were you reaching out to a lot of schools, just mass emailing them or were they kind of coming to you after, you know, your good play and stuff in tournaments? Um, I would say it was probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah. I kind of started my recruiting process reaching out to a few coaches. I think I was 15 at the time, so probably my sophomore year of high school. Gotcha. Um, maybe, yeah, sophomore year of high school, I think. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe freshman year, but I reached out to some coaches, took a couple unofficial visits, um, one at Wake Forest and one at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the first couple of visits I took. And then um, into my summer, 2017 summer mm-hmm. was when the, was the first time I met Coach Mosley here at Ohio State. Gotcha. Um, he watched me play a little bit at the U.S. Open sectional qualifier that year. Mm-hmm. And then from that point until the day I committed, either him or Coach Smith was probably at 90 maybe a hundred oh wow of no kidding rounds that I played I oh mean, my gosh always there and um their dedication to showing how much they really wanted me to be a part of the program was a huge part of why I came here but yeah that's um, intense it wasn't it wasn't always Ohio State from the jump um oh I mean, okay I grew, yeah I grew, I grew up a Buckeye fan and mm-hmm. my friends and family all um definitely wanted me to go there um, yeah yeah but I definitely wanted to you know see what some other places had to offer of course you're never going to regret at least looking and seeing mm-hmm. what, what other places have to offer so um, when I started playing well in 2018 2019 um, I got into contacts with, with some other schools mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma State was a big one they they were the probably the earliest school to watch me play gotcha um, coach Dar there mm-hmm. knew my dad from um Kent State back in the day so awesome um he watched me win that that uh AJGA at Mill Creek that I told you about uh-huh um, yeah yeah but I, I spoke with them a lot took a visit out there they were highly considered um for me as well UNLV was another one I looked at I, yeah. took, a couple, I took a visit out there you gotta take um, a visit to there I mean <laughs> yeah for sure yeah visited Texas A&M and Arizona State um, kind of on that same trip, but, um, you know, when I got done looking at those places, I just knew I felt most comfortable at Ohio state mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, I'm an only child and to be a two hour drive from home, mm-hmm. um, especially never, never having lived anywhere but home. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be a two hour drive opposed to a four or five hour flight, like those out, those schools, right. what was right. really really a big factor as well but um but yeah like I said just felt real comfortable here and um yeah I don't regret my decision to be a Buckeye at all absolutely well I mean kind of kind of to go back to you know kind of everything happens for a reason and I'm sure you wouldn't trade anything for you know for the world of what kind of has led you to this point um you know and I it seems like it's been a great fit for you I mean you're from Ohio like you said you know being closer to home and all that stuff um, yeah. You just never know if you would have went to one of these other schools, how it would have worked out. I mean, you just never know. Um, exactly. 
so I mean, it seems that you've really you know picked the right the right place for you. Um, whenever you went on your visit to Ohio, was there kind of something about the university or the coaches that just like really grabbed you, or was it just more the fact of you were closer to home and um, and I'm sure I mean the dedication the coach were showing that they were showing you. I mean that's 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 a pretty intense right there. I'm sure that showed you a lot about kind of their character too. Yeah, um, it was kind of a little bit of all that. I. Uh... I'd say if I had to say one thing that really drew me here was the quality of golf in mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, obviously, our home course, Ohio State Scarlet. Absolutely. Is really, is really good. We have um, – they host a Corn Ferry playoff event there every year, and mm-hmm. we, have re- we have regionals this year. and It's a really good test of golf and a great course. But yeah. in addition to that, we have Mirfield Village, mm-hmm. which we get to play. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, a decent amount. Scioto Country Club, they've had, um, I think, a U.S. Senior Open there pretty recently. And um, and then the golf club's another one. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get on, pretty exclusive course, but thankful to some uh, some members there that support our program. We have an opportunity to play there every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and then that's just four courses, but the list goes on. I mean, Columbus, Ohio golf is – is really good but in addition to that I mean the, the relationship that I kind of built with the coaches as they watched me for all those years mm-hmm. uh, was a big part of it as well and um, I knew I, I knew there was going to be a couple guys on the team when I got there that I had a relationship with already yeah um, and that was important I didn't want to go somewhere where I felt you know uncomfortable at all right um, so yeah just kind of that whole package and then Ohio State academically is really good as well mm-hmm. um, yeah, I knew coming here was going to be a good decision in that department. Um, and yeah, being close to home was also a big part of it. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it was it was a, a combination of things. And Ohio State really has kind of the complete complete package. Absolutely. And when when did uh, when did the girlfriend kind of come on? Was that a high school thing or um, was that kind of maybe a factor too into the the, uh, the college decision? So I decided on Ohio State before um, gotcha. before Emily and I started dating but gotcha gotcha uh, she went to the same high school as me and uh-huh. she's, a couple, yeah. she's a couple years older she goes to University of Cincinnati oh okay uh, gotcha so I'm very glad I did pick Ohio State because yeah it's an hour and a half drive from here to Cincinnati yeah it's not it's bad it's a lot better than you know being out west like I said having to fly a few hours so of course of course um but yeah we started dating in uh early 2020 and awesome uh, just celebrated two years a couple weeks ago so good well congratulations on it man you know that's that's awesome thanks that's awesome um and it kind of just goes back to a little bit with the you know everything happens for a reason um you know it, it seems like everything's been pretty going pretty good for you um at your time at ohio state as well um just kind of would like to hear kind of through your experiences your freshman year at ohio state you know what what's it like being a golfer there maybe kind of take us through the weekly schedule of what it's like to be a golfer at Ohio state. Yeah. So it's, um, it's definitely busy. We, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, your class schedule usually takes up at least three days a week. Um, and kind of either the morning section of the day or the afternoon section. And then mm-hmm. you kind of put your practice, um, on the other side of the day. Yeah. And for me, like, for example, right now I have class, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the mornings. Gotcha. Um, 
And then Monday and Friday I have off, which is real nice for That's our, awesome. our traveling and tournaments because we're going to miss a lot of Mondays and Fridays. So right, not right. to miss class those days is huge. But um, but yeah, I'll usually, you know, do my schoolwork or class um, in the mornings and then kind of go to the golf course and practice in the afternoon. Um, we have workouts three days a week as well, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. have been really important to me mm-hmm. since my freshman year. I didn't work out a ton. Um coming into college I did a little bit um late in high school but mm-hmm. um but there's been you know I've worked out a lot more in the last year and a half and um it's definitely helped me in a lot of areas um strength wise and in my golf game uh, I've seen some distance pickups and that's awesome been, that's been big for me because I'm I'm not one of the longer guys in mm-hmm. amateur golf so yeah yeah um so yeah to get to get some speed and and kind of get myself a little bit more towards the middle of the pack has helped me a lot yeah you got to take it you know take it wherever you can get it um Mm -hmm. but i mean you have a lot of other parts out of your game that you know kind of that that really gets you to you know the player that you are um you know it's not all about distance um you know i was able to watch you at merido and see the kind of player you are especially i mean after your freshman year you had a you finished your freshman year with a scoring average of 71.5 um, played in eight events and finished in the top 20 in six of them led the team with six with 16 rounds at or under par um, and eight rounds in the 60s I mean you came out of the gates firing I mean it's that's pretty amazing and you played right. I mean you played in a lot of those events um, you were 10 or par following rounds of 69 69 68 in your collegiate debut at the Kiowa Invitational I mean to go out there and to be firing numbers like that that's that's pretty impressive stuff um just kind of like I'm just curious was there anything that I mean was there any sort of like in the transition going from these high level amateur and junior events to the division one golf program that Ohio is and the schedule you guys play was there any sort of like hiccups or any bumps along their way or was it pretty smooth sailing for you we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at putt view books Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Um, it was definitely, it was definitely tough my first fall. Um, okay. Yeah. With the whole COVID situation, we didn't have. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a season that fall mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. So yeah. I kind of played in a couple individual events and didn't play great. Um, and was just kind of getting used to living on my own. And, um, and yeah, I just, you know, the whole year of 2020, most of it, at least since when COVID hit and after I didn't play too great a golf, um, yeah. then to kind of have a good start, um, to my first college season. Absolutely. Uh, I played well at the Jones cup right before the college season started and mm-hmm. gained a lot of confidence there. I hadn't finished, you know, in the top 
11 of an event mm-hmm. like I did that week. I haven't, I hadn't done that in quite a while. So yeah, to do that going into the college season and then, um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun traveling with the coaches and the guys. And, um, I do think I do have to say elite level junior golf definitely mm-hmm. prepares you well for college golf. Right. Um, like a big, big props to the AJGA. They put on events, you know, with really deep, good fields. And that's what you see in college golf. Like mm-hmm. in college golf, there's, you know, if there's 80 guys in a field, probably 50 of them can win the golf tournament if they play well. Everybody's good at that level. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's, it's definitely no joke. And, um, but yeah, like you said, to have that kind of that hot start, um, definitely settled me in to the collegiate game. And, um, I definitely enjoy college golf probably more than I thought I would coming in. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the stats just kind of speak for themselves, the golf that you played. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty spectacular to do that going in. I mean, obviously with COVID and everything was a little shaky, but um, mm-hmm. it seems that you got that confidence from that Jones cup. And I mean, it kind of just, you rolled with it. And I mean, um, you, your game, obviously you're a really good player, you're, you know, uh, yourself. Um, so it's just pretty amazing to have that kind of early on in your college career. I think that's going to do, you know, wonders for you throughout the remainder of your college career. Cause I mean, who knows if you would have went to like a, you know, Oklahoma state struggled a little bit, would have been bouncing around with schools or something. I mean, that could have been played. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something you got to think about too. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it's really worked out really nicely for you. Um, You know, and that's, it's just really amazing. I really applaud you for your, uh, for your, the year that you've had so far um, you're currently in your sophomore year now um, you, know, you contributed to, you know, some of the team, you know, team success. I know this last semester really wasn't what um, you know, what you guys were looking for, but I'm sure the, you know, the good golf is coming. Um, like I said, you're on the younger side of your college career, but you, know, you performed really well in the past, you know, past year or so. Um, you know, this past semester wasn't really what you guys were looking for. You know, what are some of the things that you guys are working on? to really prepare for this next, um, next semester, um, kind of just in, within your game or just within the team, is there kind of any goals you guys have? Yeah. So I gotta say for the fall, uh, we only played three stroke mm-hmm. play events. Yeah. Um, and they were all pretty good, pretty good, deep, like strong events. We played Aaron Hills, mm-hmm. um, and then Merido is probably the biggest event of the college season field wise. Absolutely. Um, and then we played Northwestern's event in Chicago, which had a good field too. And mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, we didn't get off to a great start in the fall. Yeah. But, um, to see ourselves ranked in the top 40 still mm-hmm. um, and know that we didn't have, you know, an exceptional fall season. Right. We kind of finished in the middle of the pack in all the events. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know we have a lot more potential than how we played, but yeah. to know that, you know, we kind of rank you know, in the middle of the pack and in a, in a contending type of spot. Um, we feel like if we can get the spring off to a good start, um, mm-hmm. finish high in a couple of events, get some confidence. And, um, you know, college golf, you have five guys and, you know, four of them can play well at any time. So, right. Think, um, you know, I think it's really open in terms of who can make it to the national championship. And mm-hmm. once you get there, who can make it into match play. And, um, you know, we have our, um, we have regionals at home this year. So that'll, right. be, that'll be really important for us, but. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of confidence and, you know, that pre- we took a practice trip to Florida a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and 
Gotcha. Uh, credit, you know, the coaches for making that happen. And yeah, uh, that's amazing. You know, knowing how important it is for us to take those trips and get that experience playing on grass because we haven't done it in a while. That's uh-huh. the one thing about Ohio that you don't get to do. That's for, true. For a few months, but um, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, we're we're really excited to get things going in a couple weeks. We start in the Bahamas, so that'll be a lot. Of there fun you go. Yeah, you there, There's but... there's no snow in the Bahamas, so uh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, but we have a good group of guys. We're you know we're really competitive. We have more guys that can make the lineup that actually make the lineup. So uh-huh. yeah, it's really competitive in qualifying and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we got we got a good group, and I'm you know I think if we you know keep our heads on straight and handle school well um, Mm -hmm. because that's always part of it in college golf too but absolutely um, but yeah I think we can you know we can put together a pretty good run this year hopefully absolutely well like you talked about you know having regionals at home for you guys um I mean who I don't don't care who you are like that's always a huge upper hand when you have Mm -hmm. you know a good amount of course knowledge at such a high high level intense tournament like that because I mean it's a regionals right before going to nationals um but you kind of talked about how much like talent you guys have on the team. You guys are, you know, I was looking at the roster and you guys have a lot of guys that, you know, that are, you kind of have an older team, it seems like. Um, so you guys have a lot of experience. Um, you know, whenever you guys have weeks that maybe you don't quite have it, or, you know, you get off to a rough start, you know, what are yeah. some things you guys do to kind of bring it back for you guys and kind of get back on track? Yeah, I think a big thing um, for us is, is self-confidence. Yeah. Like we have, you know, it's hard in college golf after a bad round one, seeing your team at the bottom of the leaderboard, mm-hmm. it's hard to bounce back, but um, our coaches do a good job of preparing us in team meetings. Yeah. Um, the nights before rounds, trying to game plan for the course as best we can. But um, I mean, all it comes down to is hitting golf shots and right. And that's what I do think about our team is we have a lot of guys who can hit really good golf shots and yeah can put up some good scores and for us it's just finding that consistency because mm-hmm. um, you know we'll have good weeks like last last season we finished third in the Valspar Collegiate which is one of the biggest ones we uh-huh. I think we finished above Pepperdine and they won the national championship that year so yeah like we know you know we don't have all the same guys as we did last year but I think our team this year is just as good mm-hmm. so we know when we put it all together it's you know we we're as good as almost anybody yeah. but um it's just a matter of you know putting it together and I think we have a lot of guys on our team that are one big finish away from kind of breaking through mm-hmm. um and I'm hoping that hoping that those guys can do that early on and uh, just kind of get rolling on the spring absolutely well you you started with you know you guys have a you know you have a lot of self-confidence um I think having any sort of confidence whether you're a college golfer junior golfer recreational golfer I mean confidence is huge in the game of golf um especially when you know sometimes you can be your worst enemy and like you said you know I mean it might be hard to bounce back whenever you know the team's not doing too well you guys aren't at the top of the leaderboard um but I mean having that self-confidence is huge and it seems that like you said I mean you guys you guys placed really high in the Valspar last year and you beat teams like Pepperdine. It just goes to shows that you guys can compete. I mean, you guys have a lot of talent on your team. Um, now I'm really excited to see how you guys go this next semester, especially with regionals being at home for you guys. I think you guys will be able to do some really special stuff. Um, do you like set goals yourself? Do you, is there kind of something you're looking for 
maybe the rest of this year, I know since you're a sophomore in college, you still have years of eligibility left. I mean, are there any sort of goals you want to accomplish in your kind of college career? Yeah. So I kind of, one thing I think that helped me a lot in Mm -hmm. 2019 is Mm -hmm. I kind of did a, I saw Justin Thomas post on Instagram. I think it was the end of 2018. He does like a goal sheet in his iPhone notes. Right. Yep. And I did that in 2019. And to kind of have that, have some targets, have some things I'm working for, working towards mm-hmm. helped me a lot. And I had a really successful year that year. Um, for some reason, didn't really do that in 2020 with the uncertainty of what right. tournament I'd be playing in with COVID and whatnot. Um, right. But I did that um, for this, this kind of fall season of college golf this past fall into this spring. I did gotcha. like a college golf goals list and I have some some pretty lofty ones on there, but I think, you know, that you shouldn't really have goals unless they are lofty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the big ones for me is to be an all American this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the summer that I had leading into this college season, you know, I expect a lot from myself and I've been working really hard. So hopefully I can put the scores and, and the finishes up there to be an all American. It's mm-hmm. a big goal of mine, but yeah, ultimately is, you know, the one big one I have on there is to be at Greyhawk. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, whether it's me or it's the team, obviously I want it to be the team and I have full belief that our team's very capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest one for me is to just have that experience playing in a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Absolutely. that's, that's definitely the biggest one. Absolutely. I'm sure that's huge stuff. Um, have you put kind of any thought into your professional golf after I mean, is the PGA Tour U rankings, is that pretty intriguing for you? Or, I mean, what, what's uh, what's kind of the route you're thinking for that? Yeah, so I, uh, I've i kind of said to a lot of people, getting to the PGA Tour is a lot of being at the, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, it can happen with a hot week at the USAM. Right. Or, you know, a, a Monday qualifier or qualifying for the u.s open and playing well there's a bunch of different ways to make that happen mm-hmm. um, and pga tour u is definitely um, a really good opportunity um, and i think by the time that i'm a senior that what the top five gets may be even better than it is now yeah um, you never know and, and kind of before they announced or before i knew kind of the details of pga tour u i kind of planned on playing q school either the end of my freshman year and a sophomore year gotcha fall of those years just to see where I was at and and give myself a chance because um you know I have a lot of belief in myself and my game yeah so I uh I was considering those but I learned the the rule that if you play Q school before your senior year you're not eligible for PGA Tour U oh gotcha Um, and I think with the opportunity that PGA Tour U provides that I don't want to you know, waste that opportunity. Right. You don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the plan for me now is to, you know, if, if things stay the way they are and I don't have that, you know, life-changing week, Mm -hmm. I'll probably, you know, play through that PGA tour years, you senior year and Mm -hmm. find myself somewhere on that top 15 ranking and kind of go from there. But, um, but yeah, if the door opens, you know, anytime before that, um, I'm definitely not going to hesitate to jump through it because like I said, you got to be in the right place in the right time. And if you have that opportunity before you graduate, then who knows if you're going to get it right after, 
when the next time you may get that chance will be. So, right. um, yeah, I think, you know, whenever, ultimately, whenever I'm supposed to turn professionals when I'm going to, um, mm-hmm. but um, just kind of trust God's plan and, and try to work hard and put myself in position to have that life-changing week. And if it happens, it happens. Absolutely, dude. And I'm sure you're going to put, you know, whatever work and, you know, self-belief and everything that just kind of goes along with it. I'm sure you're going to do everything you possibly can. Um, now, really excited to see how the rest of your college career finishes and, um, you know, be watching you on TV someday. I think that'll be really exciting. Um, well, we already watch you on golf. We already watch you on TV because college golf, but on the professional level. Yeah, really nice. more college tournaments. I mean, it's it's so fun. And I'll bet the people at home love it because it's oh yeah it's like oh Sunday yeah Monday it's like Monday Tuesday mm-hmm. you know there's no PGA tour on and yep you know people probably sit at home and they're like man I'd love watching some college golf right now absolutely I'm a huge advocate for having that on TV man I love watching college golf on TV um, awesome. I couldn't imagine playing in front of the cameras like that and everything that's got to be pretty amazing absolutely yeah, it's definitely you know experience you don't get very often so it was really cool absolutely man um we're heading in the next section of the show i just like to call the ham and egg section here um just kind of some for fun questions a little little different you know maybe on a little more you know relaxed relaxed note there um but i mean the first one i got for here is i mean kind of goes back to whenever you're starting at osu and kind of you know, getting used to the college life and everything, um, you know, did your teammates or coaches kind of, you know, they, I'm sure they really helped you kind of adapt to that college life. Um, you know, were there certain things that you were really struggling with? Was there, was it, I mean, time management or just getting used to college, you know, classes in general? I mean, what were some things that, that really you had to get used to? Um, the classes to start weren't too bad. They were, we were all online mm-hmm. um, my first fall. And, you know, I tried to, you know, since I've started learning how to do classes online, I try to continue doing as many as I can, just because it's really easy with travel and, um, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. classes weren't too bad to start, but I definitely struggled with being away from home. Um, and I really, really did not like the dorm life. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually spent a lot of nights um, sleeping on the couch in my teammate's apartment. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And, and ended up like after our season, mm-hmm. after school let out and mm-hmm. we had to stay mm-hmm. and on campus for regional prep and whatnot. I just yeah. lived, I lived with those guys and stayed on the couch and there you um, go. And they're my roommates now. So there you go. Uh, Perfect. So yeah, they, uh, they definitely welcomed me with open arms. Uh, one of my teammates in particular, John Eric Alford, mm-hmm. he kind of took me under his wing, um, you know, as a freshman and, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I look up to and not not only as a golfer and his work ethic, but just as a person, he's a really good dude and um, puts others before himself all the time. And uh, to have him as kind of my practice buddy and influence um, from an older, you know, teammate, Mm -hmm. um, it's been really good. And the coaches too have been very helpful and absolutely um, supportive, you know, golf, school life. Um, but yeah, and, you know, my, my friends and family, my parents have been big too, um, you know, kind of welcoming me to drive home whenever it's only two hours away, mm-hmm. um, cook dinner for me, 
buy my gas on the way back. There you go. That, that's um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then my girlfriend only being an hour and a half away is pretty good too. We Absolutely. get to see each other like once a week, twice a week, um, most of the time. So mm-hmm. just kind of having a couple places to go if I do get tired of being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, last year I got tired of being in the dorm a lot. And I bet. Didn't really spend a lot of weekends in Columbus. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this year was fortunate to move into an apartment with three guys who you know I have good relationships with and I spent a lot more time here than I did at the dorm last year so there you go uh, there you go but yeah Ohio State teammates coaches they welcome me with open arms and really thankful for that that's amazing man I mean it's nice to have that family at school as well um, you know everybody kind of behind you and helping you out there because they all want to see you do really well as well and uh, perform yeah. the best you can for them so I mean that's a huge thing um next one i got here for you You played in a lot of high level events i'm sure there's been a lot of pressure situations that you've been in um Mm -hmm. you know what's the most nervous you've been on the golf course is there something you can kind of pinpoint that you know that really got you going and what do you kind of do to calm yourself during those times if i had to pick one where i was most nervous (laughs) probably Ah oh, man, probably the Southern Am this, this past summer. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it had been, it had been almost two years since I was like way into contention uh-huh. in, a big, yeah. in a big tournament. Yeah. Um, and you know, I got, I made a birdie on the last hole, of the second round to get in the final group for the third round. Um, mm-hmm. and I was nervous teeing that ball up on the first hole because I just hadn't been in that situation in a while. Right. Um, yeah. In 2019, I was there plenty of times, but you kind of, when you're not in contention for a while, you lose a little bit of the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I made like a 25 foot putt from the fringe rough area on the first hole for birdie. And it Let's really, go, baby. <laughs> really settled me in and kind of calmed the nerves down. Um, but yeah, that first hole that day, I was like, I felt my hands shaking uh-huh, Yeah, and I've never really felt that before on the course. So <laughs> you're like, what is was, going on? <laughs> that was kind of the the most stressful moment but um obviously it worked out yeah. pretty well um so but yeah to calm myself down in those situations um I mean when you're nervous like that it's not easy to to get know, out of it. it off and just be like, absolutely oh, okay, whatever um, uh-huh. yeah so you know I've done a little bit of like deep breaths and that kind of thing and that definitely helps to some degree but mm-hmm. um yeah it's I mean, I don't really have like a, like a given solution, but just yeah. kind of my go-to is, you know, like I said before, trusting God's plan. And mm-hmm. you know, if I'm supposed to play well this day, I'm going to play well this day. And just yeah, um, ultimately knowing that um, even if I'm nervous on a golf shot or whatever, whatever happens, like happens for a reason, like you've said. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. Kind of leaning on that in those times where I'm real nervous. Yeah, you just kind of roll with the pressure and kind of play with it. Um, you know, yeah, that's fun too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, it, it's going to make like you a better this. player. It's only going to make you a better player whenever you get in those situations again. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure whenever the hands start getting a little shaky and that doesn't happen, <laughs> usually that's a that's definitely a moment like, wow, okay, I'm alive. Like my hands are, you know, my hands are pretty <laughs> shaky here. So um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty funny stuff, but I mean, it happens anybody, anybody, it feels pressure. Um, you know, it's always, like you said, it's kind of fun to play with pressure and, 
go out there and perform whenever you're under pressure. Um, you know, that's pretty, you know, it's pretty intense stuff to kind of talk about there and kind of pick your brain about that. Um, yeah. And you got to learn, you got to learn too. Cause you know, in this game, if you want to get to the highest level, right. You're going to be playing in front of thousands of people mm-hmm. in front of millions on TV. Like, yeah, that's all the pressure you can ask for. So for millions of dollars too. I mean, that's, yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta be ready. Yeah. You gotta um, be rock solid. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, so next one I have here is just kind of for the junior golfers or kind of golfers out there that are really looking to, you know, better their chances at getting recruited. Um, you know, is there kind of any advice you'd have for a junior golfer out there that is looking to um, improve on their game or, you know, kind of um, make them stand out a little bit better in the recruiting process? Yeah, I'd say two main things. The first one is to play a lot of golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think college coaches, while they value swing videos and, you know, I shot 65 at my home course today, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But for them, the biggest thing is tournament results. Like yeah. how, can you, how can you play when you're under the gun, under the pressure? Um, um, like a lot of coaches, you know, college golf is tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. You know, coaches are going to want you on your team because you can play well for them in tournaments. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, playing a lot of tournaments, giving yourself opportunities to play well. At, in the junior game is only going to get your name out there more and help more and more coaches see you. And mm-hmm. then the second main thing is um, don't be afraid to reach out to coaches. Um, you know, I sent some emails, a lot of emails um, when I was a junior golfer to coaches, just, Hey, my name's Maxwell Moldovan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a sophomore or whatever it might be. You know, I'm interested in your golf program and um, here's, my recent results and here's my upcoming schedule Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be long or intense or anything but um, yeah just kind of keeping keeping coaches informed on where you're at what you're doing Mm -hmm. um is really really important and definitely helps to get your name out there Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think that's really good stuff there, especially playing the tournaments and just kind of, you know, seeing, just getting familiar with sending emails and letting coaches know kind of who you are. Um, that's really important stuff there. Um, next one I have for you here, um, you know, obviously everything that comes along with being a college golfer, there's kind of, you know, the, the uh, ability to kind of get your hands on whatever you need to play golf with club wise and all that stuff um, in Ohio State you know, being there a pretty big D one program, um, you know, what's kind of, what's in the bag for you right now? Kind of take us through your clubs a little bit, you know, are you, do you ever like to test out clubs or, I mean, do you kind of only play a certain brand? Yeah. So I, uh, I got started with Titleist mm-hmm. yeah. when I was probably right around that 13, 14 age mm-hmm. as I started getting into bigger events mm-hmm. and, um, they've been extremely supportive of me and, mm-hmm. you know, I feel the right duty back to them is to support Titleist and yeah. uh, promote Titleist and, um, play Titleist, you know, as long as they continue to support me, I'm going to continue to support them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of Titleist throughout the whole bag and have been for like six years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they've been really helpful and um yeah I got you kind of want to hear the what's in the bag yeah 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 it's so I, got, cool. I got a TSI 2 driver mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, the Ventus shaft. I think the Ventus shafts are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see a lot of guys play them in the college game. Yeah, they're um, super popular. Yeah. So I have TSI 2 with the Ventus. Fairway Wood, I believe, is a TSI 3 mm-hmm. with the Ventus as well. And then I kind of have a mixed set of irons. I have, okay. Yeah. I have a Utility 2 and 4 iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of helps me. I don't hit the ball very high, so yeah, it helps me get it up in the air from those longer distances a little bit. Gotcha. Um, and then I got CBs in the five and six iron mm-hmm. and seven iron, and then I have MB eight and nine. Gotcha. A little um, combo set. Gotcha. A little, yeah, a little combo set helps me to be able to work the ball a little bit more with the MBs and have mm-hmm. just a hair more forgiveness with the CBs. Yeah. Um, and then I got Vokey wedges. Um, yeah. I think by, by far the best wedge in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see so many guys on tour playing them. Even guys who work with other brands throughout the rest of their bag. Yeah, um, and then I got a Scotty Cameron uh, Circle T. Circle T. Got to throw the Circle T in there. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get get to go out there uh, November of 2019 and do a Circle T fitting with yeah. uh, one of the guys in the studio uh, that works awesome. with the tour player. So that was yeah. a lot of fun and. I've had that thing in the bag for two years now and it's been good to me. So there you go. I mean, it's nice to kind of play. Yeah. Play equipment. You've been playing for a while. Um, You're comfortable with it. You kind of know what it's going to be doing. Um, You know, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. And I'm sure whenever you, you know, turn pro there's might, there's going to be some, there's going to be some talk there with Tideless as well. Um, We're absolutely, man. Um, We're heading to the last question here. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have supported you kind of through just your golf journey with your parents, your family at school and at, from home as well. And, you know, your girlfriend and stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's got to be some people that really, you know, kind of inspire you or kind of the person slash golfer you are today. Um, you know, who, who really inspires you and kind of would you say is really kind of helped you become the person you are today? Oh, so many. Um, yeah, I bet. I think first and foremost, I got to commend um, and give credit to faith in God. Yeah, absolutely. And is so important to me and mm-hmm. yeah, really helps, really helps me to, you know, like kind of see how Jesus lived. He showed, he showed everybody how to love and mm-hmm. how to live. And I think for me, just trying to get myself to be as close to that as I can. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant grind and I'll never get there, but yeah, uh, but that definitely inspires me to be as good as I can be as a person. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, my parents, um, huge influences on me. Like I said, also just showing me, you know, what it means to love and care for somebody mm-hmm. uh, unconditionally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and their, their support is something I'll never take for granted and yeah my teammates um I have a great group of guys around me that I love hanging out with love spending time with Mm -hmm. you know they inspire me to be as good of a golfer as I can be and work my butt off and all that but they also um like I talked about earlier my teammate John Eric he's been a huge help for me as a golfer and as a person just Mm kind of showing me um just important things you know, that you go through in college and, um, how to face them and fight them. And, um, and yeah, I have, you know, a great group of friends at home that inspire me all the time too. And on the golf side of it, um, Mm -hmm. in addition to my teammates and family, um, probably a huge, huge support 
mostly to my dad just because mm-hmm. he got me into the game and got me started in it. And yeah, absolutely. You know, if, I, if I had a swing coach, I would say it's him because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't get like lessons from him or anything, but yeah. he's the guy that's always helping me out whenever something's wrong. Gotcha. Um, and he knows my game better than anybody. So um, to have him with me, you know, he's traveling with me to a decent mm-hmm. amount of tournaments and um, yeah, he's just, he's a big help and big inspiration to be a great golfer. And um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah. You, I mean, you got to have that support and um, it, it's hard to cover all the people that, you know, that really kind of, you know, have gotten you to where the point where you're at today. Um, but it's nice to give credit where, you know, when credit's due there a little yeah. bit to the people. And actually one thing I'll add, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it that a girlfriend would be a huge help in golf as yeah. much, you know, uh-huh. but yeah, my girlfriend, she, you know, kind of watched me play a lot of golf in 2020 mm-hmm. and, kind of noticed that I showed my anger more than I showed on the golf course and that it might be affecting me later gotcha. in rounds like uh-huh. slamming clubs or you know whatever it may be and yeah she kind of gave me, gave me a stern talk about that and all right <laughs> and I and I took it seriously and and that's something that in the last year or so I've really improved on um and it's helped my mental game out a lot too there you go so, you know she's and I had her her with me when I won the Southern Anne this past summer mm-hmm. and just being able to be there with her she was really helping me mentally to you know when I wasn't at the course take my mind off golf and um yeah she just like I gotta say she helps me so much on and off the golf course but but yeah you wouldn't think it but she's kind of my mental coach <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go right in your back pocket for free of charge yeah. Um, that's always nice to have, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe dinner or something. But... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah that's, that's fine though. Um, yeah, well you can let that one slide. I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, well that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Donato. Max, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best and you know, really excited to see how you kind of continue to go about not only with this rest of the season, but in your college, uh, college years and um, professional as well. Um, you know, just re- really excited for you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dylan. That was a lot of fun. And um, just glad we were able to make this happen and get on here and talk for a little bit. And hopefully, you know, sometime in the future, we can maybe do it again. Absolutely, man. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.